You're listening to audio from the Rail City campus of CA Church. We are a church fervently committed to bringing the good news to the city of Port Moody. We hope this message helps you grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. All right, well, happy Mother's Day, everyone. So, so good to be with you here on this special Sunday. And if you came in late, we actually started the service with a bit of a, a poem of acknowledgement, recognizing the, the diversity of experiences of those of you who are in the room. Uh, and so I just want to acknowledge that one more time, recognizing the fact that for some of us, this can be a very challenging day. Maybe you've lost a mom. Maybe you want to be a mom. Uh, and there's so many different experiences of those in the room. So I want to start by acknowledging that again. And yet, we also want to honor moms on this day. Uh, in our midst, uh, there is a lot of amazing moms uh, who love your kids, who show up for them time and time again, uh, who do all the tireless work, who do the stuff behind the scenes that nobody sees. Uh, it's the hard nights, and it's the long days, and it's the even caring for your children, some of you in, into their 20s and 30s and onward, right? And, uh, and so we want to honor you and recognize you, mothers, grandmothers, adopted moms, foster moms, uh, and everybody in between. If you are a spiritual mom or you are a maternal figure in someone's life, today we honor you. We honor you. Uh, and we are so glad that you've decided to join us on this Sunday my name's Cam. I'm one of the pastors here, and I have the honor today of encouraging us uh, through reading God's Word. Uh, and so I actually, before I jump into today's passage, I do want to read a poem for us, and I believe this poem is going to set us up for the theme of our morning here, the theme of this message. And so let me read this poem for us as we begin, and it has to do with mothers, of course, on Mother's Day says this, a mother's heart, like mercy's gentle hand, extends its reach throughout the hallowed land. With tender eyes, compassion as her guide, she walks beside us, ever by our side. In moments dark, when shadows cloud the way, her mercy shines a radiant sun's bright ray. She whispers words of solace and of grace, and in quiet strength, she holds us in embrace. When sin besiege and guilt engulfs our soul, she lifts us up and helps us to find our goal. With words of love and forgiveness, she imparts and mends the fragments of our broken hearts. No judgment harsh escapes her lips, for mercy flows, a wellspring that near slips. She sees the best within our flawed facade and covers us in mercy's sweet applaud. Like Jesus, who forgave the fallen ones, she bears his likeness as a faithful one. Her love extends to all without demand, a mercy vast designed by heaven's hand. So let us learn from her, this mother dear, to show compassion and grace that conquers fear. With mercy's touch, the world can be made new and hearts transformed by love that's pure and true. For in a mother's mercy, we can find the face of God, so gentle and so kind. And in her arms, we glimpse eternity, a love divine bestowed upon us free. So let us honor mothers, pure and kind. May their examples ever be a guide to our minds, whose mercy like a gentle rain does fall to show mercy and to love 
one and all. I started with this poem this morning because I believe that it highlights for us a quality that we see so frequently in mothers, and that is the quality of mercy, mercy. As we were reading that poem, you probably noticed these lines, who mercy like a gentle rain does fall, a mercy vast designed by heaven's hand. Her mercy shines a radiant sun's bright ray. I think if we consider a quality that can be attributed to mothers, it is often mercy. There is, in fact, a connection between mercy and motherhood. And I thought it was no mistake. Recently, we've been in a sermon series called A New Humanity, and we've been going through the greatest sermon of all time, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And it just so happened on this Sunday that we were talking about this. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will receive mercy. And as I read that passage and saw that aligned to this day, I realized and I thought to myself, this is no mistake. There is a connection between mercy and motherhood, a unique connection. Some of the most merciful people many of us have experienced in our lives were a mother. And um, to give a definition of mercy, really it is a quality of giving someone what they do not deserve. There's a compassion, a love, a grace that impels them to care, to love, to serve, even when we don't deserve it, <laughs> even when we haven't earned it. And as children, we can recognize this. There's no way that we could earn or deserve the love that was given to us by our moms. It was boundless. It was endless. I think of my own mom uh, who's here today and just all the love, the care, the compassion, the kindness she gave me over the years. Nothing I could ever do to earn it or deserve it. Uh, but she endlessly just poured it out upon me. And I, I call myself blessed that I get to call my mom, mom. You see, mercy is an action that starts in the heart. It starts in the heart as one recognizes the mercy they've received, the love that they have. This mercy goes out from the heart and to the hands. William Barclay, he says this of mercy, he says mercy lodges in the heart. It takes home in the heart, but it expresses itself in the hand. You see, it's from our mother's heart mercy is extended, not just in her words, but also in her deeds. The compassion she has for us when we get hurt, how she tenderly cared for us when we were sick, this is mercy. How she helped out at the school hot dog days and field trips, thinking about my, that's mercy, okay? <laughs> how she planned uh, our, our community parties growing up and our birthday parties, that's mercy. When we were young and we didn't like what was on the table for dinner. Maybe you had some moms who said, that's on the menu. But, but occasionally when she would just whip you up something that she knew that you would love. It's mercy. How at times when we deserve punishment for something we did that was wrong, and yet we were met with compassion and kindness and love and maybe a, a, a really gentle talking to. That was Mercy. You see, friends, mercy is connected to motherhood. There's something about mothers that they become conduits of mercy in our life. And that's many of our experience, even though I recognize it's not everyone's experience. But truly, this isn't 
just a quality of mothers, but I think a quality that we see in women a lot of the time. Uh, you know, Mother Teresa said this, mercy is the essence of femininity. As a woman possesses an innate capacity to offer compassion and forgiveness to those in need. Michelle Obama once said, women have a unique ability to show mercy and grace for they have often faced the harshest of circumstances with resilience and compassion. Another author said, a woman's mercy is a reflection of her strength and she chooses to respond to the world with compassion rather than vengeance. Desmond Tutu said, in a world often plagued by harshness, a woman's mercy shines as a beacon of hope and reminds us of the transformative power of love. And finally, Sherwin Abadi said, the mercy of women is a gift to humanity for it fosters unity, understanding, and heals deep wounds. You see, in my experience, and this isn't exclusively true of women, but women have an instinctual, merciful quality to them. This ability to show love and compassion and care and comfort to the lowly and the needy. Now, obviously, men can be merciful as well, okay? I'm not denying that. In fact, one of the greatest and most merciful people to ever live was Jesus, who happened to be a man. Jesus also, uh, really, he demonstrated to the world what mercy truly looks like. Jesus was merciful. And so as we see mercy, this quality of mercy in, in people, as we see this quality of mercy in women, they're actually reflecting an aspect of the image of God. And Jesus fully reflected the image of God. Of course, he would be merciful. And so this is a quality that we see that actually points towards Christ in you. You see, Jesus was so merciful. As he did ministry, he, uh, he, as people called out to him, I can think of a couple of examples as he was walking through the masses and there's two stories in the scriptures where blind people called out to him and said, son of David, it's the title of Jesus, have mercy on me. And rather than just hearing their cries and walking and passing by, Jesus said, who said this? And he found them and he cared for them. He opened their eyes so they could see. Uh, you know, Jesus often noticed the least of these. He often noticed those who were struggling and those who, those who needed help. I think of the story when the, the woman grabbed the corner of his cloak and she was immediately healed. She'd been suffering from a condition where she bled for 12 years. And Jesus said, who touched my robe? He, he, he didn't just allow the moment to pass him by, but he looks at her and he speaks to her, gives dignity to her. See, when Jesus was being tested by religious leaders who brought a woman caught in adultery before him, rather than just, you know, bringing the trial before her and doing what the law required, which in Jewish law meant that she would be stoned to death. What Jesus does instead is we see just this incredible quality of mercy. He levels the playing field. He says, yes, this woman has been caught in adultery, but you who have not sinned be the first to cast the stone. And the scripture says, starting with the oldest and then going to the youngest, and I think it started with the oldest because the older you get, the, know you, the more you know you've messed up, right? It says they all walked away. 
And Jesus looked at this woman. He said, where are your accusers? She said, they've all gone, sir. He said, you can go as well. Go and sin no more. Incredible mercy. When the law required that she be punished, he instead levels the playing field to give her grace. See, the Pharisees and tax collectors and the self-righteous ones often, sorry, the, the Pharisees and religious leaders often criticize Jesus for eating with tax collectors and notorious sinners, as the scriptures say. And when questioning him on this, why do you spend time with such people? Jesus responded by saying, it is not those who are healthy who need a doctor, but those who are sick. And go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Quoting God in Hosea chapter 6, this is something he often quoted. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Jesus was concerned deeply about mercy, that we would be a merciful people. Later, criticizing the religious leaders again. He did that a lot, by the way. There's, there's only one crowd in all of the scriptures that Jesus continually just kept coming after. And it was the religious people, which is a little concerning for me as a pastor, right? Because uh, time and time again, he would call them out because they assumed that they knew God and they knew the way to God and they knew the right ways of living and acting. And yet they missed the point. And so Jesus continually came after them. In one of uh, his little moments where he's calling them out, he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Hypocrites. This is an ancient Greek word that means to wear a mask. Someone who wears a mask to hide their true self, true identity. He said, You tithe down to the scent yet you neglect the more important aspects of the law, justice, faithfulness, and mercy. Again, when criticizing the same group of people, religious leaders, he tells a parable. The story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, he tells this story, and you've likely heard it before. There was uh, a man who was on this road, who got beaten up and everything was taken from him. And one day, priests came walking by and saw him, but passed him by. And then later on, a temple worker came and saw him in his need, and yet they passed him by. But the third person, a, I later come to know famously, is the Good Samaritan. And it's interesting that Jesus chooses a Samaritan, because Samaritans were, in the eyes of the Jews, enemies to be kept at arm's length. It says, the Samaritan came by. He walked down the street and he saw this man in need and he got off of his horse and he tended to his wounds and he cared for him. He picked him up. He took him to an inn. He asked the innkeeper to care for him. He said, I will cover all of the expenses until I return. And Jesus, after telling this story, Ask this question. He says, Now, which of these three would you say was the neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? The man replied, The one who showed him mercy. You see, mercy is a neighborly quality, it is a quality that is found within those who are followers of Jesus. 
We see it in the world, those who don't follow Jesus as well, but it especially should be true for those who follow Jesus because Jesus is merciful. And he says in this verse, yes, now go and do the same. This is how we are called to live. This is who we are called to be. Jesus cared deeply about mercy. And I find it interesting that this is the quality he felt that the religious leaders most often lacked. This isn't Mother's Day related, but just a challenge for us. You know what I've noticed with Christians sometimes? The longer that we are Christians and the more devoted we get, the more we lack mercy. For some reason, I think the more knowledge that we get and the more we get to know God, for whatever reason, the temptation is to push us towards judgment, is to push us towards religiosity, it's to push us toward a, a bit of a self-righteousness, a holier-than-thou, greater-than-thou kind of attitude. And this is not the way of Jesus. Jesus looked at the needy and poor, and mercy is what came out of his heart. He cared for them. He tended to them. He noticed them. And you know the interesting thing that I find about Jesus he didn't really even ever care about what the circumstances were that led them to that moment. Like he wasn't like, hey, well, listen, you know what? You deserve this. You lived in this way. You act in this way. You, you know, the, the good Samaritan didn't bend down and say, wait, wait a second. Like, why did you get beat up? Oh, it was your fault. Oh, okay, well, no, you shouldn't have been walking at night, right? I, I, I'm not going to help you, right? He didn't care about the, the circumstances, he cared about mercy. And this is the same for Jesus, and this should be the same for us. We are not, as followers of Jesus, here to be the judges of society. We are called to be people of love. We're called to be people of mercy and kindness and goodness and care. This is who we are called to be. God is the judge. We are simply called to live out of the love that he has given us. Jesus said, and I quote it often, love one another as I have loved you. What love one another? It is by your love, by your love, that the world will know that you are my disciples. Love one another. Be merciful to each other. Care for the needy. I find it interesting that when Jesus came in Luke chapter 4, he said, the year of the Lord's favor has come upon us. He's going to open up the eyes of the blind, the ears of the mute. He's going to care for the oppressed and the broken. This was the declaration he made upon his entry. You see, one of the signs that the kingdom of God is moving in our midst, the kingdom of God is actually being expanded, is, is care for those who are destitute. It is care for those who are struggling. It is this quality of mercy, of mercy. So we're not called to blame the victim or the individual for getting themselves into this mess. If only you behave better. If only you obey God's word. If only you listen to me. No, we're called to live in light of mercy. Now I recognize this is challenging, really challenging. There's a quote by someone named John Stott, who says this, the world is unmerciful 
as indeed also the church in its worldliness has often been. The world prefers to insulate itself against the pains and calamity of humanity. It finds revenge delicious and forgiveness, by comparison, tame. You see, it is challenging, challenging to live a life of mercy. And I think of the words of the poet Alexander Pope, and in some ways it could be a prayer for us. He said, teach me to follow, to feel another's woe, and to hide the fault I see, that the mercy I show to others, that mercy show to me. This is my encouragement and our challenge for us today is that we would be a people who even though the world outside of us can be harsh, even though the world outside of us can be so unmerciful, that we would be a people who would pray, Lord, teach me to feel another's woes, to hide the fault I see. God, would the mercy I show to others be the mercy that was shown to me? Would I be merciful as Jesus is merciful? And because this is not a natural quality in a broken humanity, one of the signs of the new humanity is this. You know you are actually becoming a person who is in sync with Jesus. You know you're a person who's being grabbed hold by the gospel, by the good news. You know you're someone who, is, who, who has been so filled with the love of God and recognizes the mercy of God when mercy starts to come out of your heart rather than judgment. You see, the merciful are in sync. The merciful are in sync with God. You see, as we give our lives to Jesus and we place our faith in Jesus and as we trust in Jesus, something happens we begin to look like and act like him. It doesn't always happen overnight. I still have my moments, trust me. I am a work in progress and so are you. But as we, we follow his lead and as we allow him to be the Lord of our life, what will begin to come out of our heart in this new humanity, this new life, this new way of being and acting and living will be mercy, will be mercy. I find it interesting in this beatitude, Jesus says, blessed are those who are merciful. And what's the reward? For they will be shown mercy. We can get kind of confused though that it's actually by our account and by our you know, uh, amount of mercifulness that we will receive mercy. And I don't think this is what Jesus meant. I think what he meant to say was this is that if we are someone who is unmerciful, we likely have not experienced and realized the incredible amount of mercy that has been shown us. You see, often it's the, the, the least merciful people in the world that do not recognize the mercy that has been given to them by God. See, the reason why those who are in sync are merciful, they will receive mercy, is because they, they are a people who recognize the great mercy that they've received and then give it to others. But this is an encouragement, but it's also a warning. It's a warning that if we are unmerciful by nature and choice, and we don't see mercy coming out in our hearts and our lives, then perhaps we have not realized the magnitude of the mercy we've received. 
I, I, I think of another parable that Jesus told about a servant who owned, he owed an extraordinary amount of money to the king. And the king calls him into the courts and he looks at the debt that is owed to him and he allows this man to, to be debt free. He wipes it from the books. And then the parable says that that man left that day and he was walking down the street and he saw someone who owed him 20 bucks. And he said, give me my $20. You owe me. I need you to pay me right now or else I'm going to throw you to the authorities. And when the king got wind of this man's lack of mercifulness, he called him back to his courts and he said, you are no longer forgiven. And he held him accountable. This parable can be a bit of a warning, but it does teach us something. If we don't comprehend and don't understand the incredible mercy that has been shown to us from God, God giving us what we do not deserve, then what will happen in our lives is that we will be unmerciful. And those who do not realize this grace, they will not be shown mercy. It's a great warning for us. So friends, this is why mercy is a spiritual gift. Because those who are truly merciful have been so overcome by the mercy of Jesus. They've been so deeply impacted by his mercy displayed by the cross. It begins to bubble up within them. It's a sign of a cup that is overflowing. And so here's the application for us today. For our moms who might be struggling to show mercy, go to Jesus, the merciful one. Ask him to remind you of his love and his goodness and his grace and his forgiveness for you and begin to see what happens in your heart. For the kids in this room, children who struggle to show mercy to your mothers for the things that they did or said or happened. Go to Jesus, the merciful one, and say, God, give me the strength. God, help me to do what I cannot do. Help me to be merciful like you. For the Christian here who is struggling to be merciful, who looks down your knows who looks at the world with just harsh judgment and frustration. You struggle to exhibit mercy. Go to Jesus, the merciful one. Say, God, open my eyes to see the great mercy that you have shown me. Show me my poor and spiritness. Show me my destituteness. Show me how much you have given me so that I too can be a person who is merciful. You see, the response for each of us this day is to go to Jesus. For those of us who struggle with mercy, we come to the merciful one. I think of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, that says this, this high priest of ours, Jesus, understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God and there we will receive his mercy 
and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. And so this is what we will do today through communion. We come to the table, mothers and children, followers of Jesus, we come to the table to receive the bread and to receive the juice from a merciful God who loves us and cares for us and died for us. We come before the throne of grace in our hearts and in our minds to receive mercy and to receive grace in our time of need. And so today, as you come to the table, I pray it would be the beginning of an application. And as you receive these elements, it would spark within your heart a realization. Wow, God has been so merciful to me. I will be merciful to others. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Let's live that out this Mother's Day. I'm going to pray, and then we can come to the table. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. And I thank you for the mothers in our midst. Lord Jesus, on a day like today, it can be uh, a day that we're, where maybe they feel so honored and loved and cared for. And yet, maybe in self-reflection, there might be a recognition of the ways in which they've fallen short. For some of the kids and the children in this room, Maybe we struggle with this day because of our upbringing or because of the challenges we face from our mom. But I pray today, Lord Jesus, that as we come to the table, that, that you would help them to receive mercy and then be merciful. Lord, help us with this. Merciful one, we come before you now and we ask that you would move in our midst. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. If you've been listening to our sermons, but you're not a part of a church community, we would love to have you join us. You can go to cachurch.ca slash rail city to find out more information about getting involved in the life and mission of the Rail City campus of CA Church.